0: Hello everyone, this is How to Japan, and today we're talking about a movie called House, directed by Obayashi Nobuhiko. And we started to watch this movie, we watched this movie last week together over Skype, and we were thinking about originally having this be a commentary type of uh, podcast, but it became readily, it, very soon into the movie, it became very apparent that we weren't able to actually make rapid fire comments uh, for various reasons and found it very difficult to really follow what was going on in the movie. So today is kind of a reflection on that, as well as uh, maybe a deeper introspection into the director's work as a whole, because he is widely respected in. Uh, in the world and uh, has made numerous movies in, in his career. So I think it's worth taking a little bit of a deeper look into this this uh, whole creation that we looked at. So, George, mm. how are you doing I'm today? Glad, I'm
1: glad one of us feels that that's necessary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, well, I think it's it's something you know the thing here's the thing i watched the movie and what kept coming up in my mind was okay this is partially it's a product of the 1970s and this whole uh kind of weird weird kind of movement in movies where like there's special effects but we don't really have to have uh we can do everything kind of disjointed like a, a Kentucky Fried movie type of situation where there's all kinds of vignettes going around and then people are acting weirdly or like a kid's television show where you got puppets talking to humans and then there's interstitials of cartoons and things like that. And so. And then I was reminded of just all these random things like I just started seeing like Wizard of Oz or, you know, you know, just those old time serial movies or American Graffiti or, you know, it was just it was just a a hodgepodge of weirdness and wackiness that didn't really... um, I felt, I didn't really feel like it held itself together as a normal movie.
1: Well, let's talk about why
0: we decided
1: on this movie.
0: Okay, yeah, hey, let's go back. We
1: So we were going to watch a television show called Terrace House, and you advised against it because one of the uh, people in this documentary, or is it a documentary? Mockumentary? No, it is a, a mo- re- it is a documentary. It's a reality show. Reality show, right. Mm-hmm. One of them committed suicide. So you thought it wasn't a good idea to make fun of the series given the given what what had happened. So then I quickly looked for other like alternatives. And so uh, I came across a Reddit thread of the best worst Japanese movies uh that were available. And uh so we came across House from 1977 and both you and I had no idea what to expect. Uh and I was hoping that it would be a movie where we could both laugh and joke about something or anything in this movie, but um, for, me, for me at least, it depressingly, depressingly it never came, and the acting was horrendous, the scenes incoherent, the motivations of characters became frustratingly painful to figure out, it was uh, just an ordeal for me. Uh, also I was you know drinking quite a lot <laughs> during it smoking and drinking quite a lot and mm-hmm. I, I was hoping right. that I could be a little more uh, carefree about it but no if anything I was just pissed off that I'd and you know, I spent that much time on this fucking movie and uh and then you told me mm. I think a couple of days or 3 days later that uh it you watched it again with your wife so you watched it Again, a movie yeah. which I never want to see again in my life, yet you yes. chose to watch it again with hmm. your wife. Uh, I want to ask you, what did what did your wife think about this movie?
0: Yeah. Well, she thought it was bad, but she did uh, find different scenes funny and uh, characters that were strange, and she's also familiar with a lot of the ca- actors. Hmm. So a lot of the cast or some of the cast, it, it she she knows who they are. So it's it she she has that kind of enjoyment from that that perspective. Uh some of the girls, the high school, so called so uh high school girls, which we had a good laugh over when when I was watching it for a second time, you know, these girls are not high school aged at all, not even close. Um and uh so They're all models, the right? Teachers yeah I don't know if the some of them are just legitimate actors actresses I thought they weren't i thought um, they were
1: all acting for the first time
0: really no some of them uh were actual actresses um but um so she she kind of enjoyed it from that perspective and so we when we watched it she you know it was kind of kind of fun to watch it with with her because of that that factor but also you know the movie doesn't really it's not i just i just think it's like his workshop it's like his incubation for ideas because when i watched i decided to watch other movies that he made and it was the he has these special effect elements in his other movies but the other movies that he's made have much better plot structure and much better acting and but they also have some levels of chaotic nature to to it that you see in the movie house um i i saw something i saw an interview and i don't know i mean he somebody asked him uh you know it was like a Q&A session and somebody asked him okay so who's what's your inspiration what what why why do you make the movies in the way that you do and he said his major inspiration is thomas edison you know because he's an inventor and so when he looks at a a sunset he would take his 8 millimeter camera and he he threw his camera and he made it flip in the air over and over and some other crew had to catch it before it fell to the ground and that's a shot in the in the movie which I don't even remember. I watched it twice. I don't remember seeing that. But he's saying, "No, you know, Kurosawa didn't that didn't do that. Ozu didn't do that. I did that. It's an original. It's something that I did that no one else did." And that's how he approaches movies. He tries to do things that no one else has done before. And so when you see something like that, I think it's really hard to follow. It's something it reminds me of uh, Captain Beefheart, the musician Captain Beefheart, where he he made this album called Trout Mask Replica. And he got a bunch of musicians together and he tried to make melodies that no one else heard, of, heard have ever heard before. And so it's incredibly difficult to listen to. But people call it a masterpiece because it's a sound that no one had ever created before. And so when you when I look at House, I see all of these random scenes, kind of vignettes in a way, that change tone so dramatically, and I think he's experimenting with all the different uh special effects that he can do. And it's not about acting, it's not about plot development. It's more about like this visual sensation that he's trying to create. And so from that perspective I, I found it a little bit more interesting than uh than first viewing.
1: So you think that just throwing shit against the wall and some of the shit looks uh like a Picasso painting that that, that deserves uh some critical uh like a critical eye to appreciate what this guy was doing.
0: Uh I don't think it should be considered a great movie. I don't think it should be considered a movie that everyone should watch. It's this, it's, what's interesting is that this movie is the first movie uh, produced by Toho Cinema by an independent director. So Toho was throwing all kinds of money at this guy because they wanted him to make a purely independent movie. So that's what he did. He got all of his indie film friends together and they put together this, this thing. And I think it's, it's like a collage of information. You know, it it doesn't really, it doesn't play like a normal movie. I don't think, no, I, I, I do not think that people should give it three out of four stars or four out of five stars, but people... Love this movie. Watching like... There's YouTube videos of people who like... Really... You know... Say it's great. I watched this one YouTube video... Where this guy was like... The only thing wrong with it... Was all these beautiful girls... Were killed off in the movie. It was like... On Rotten yeah. Tomatoes... It has
1: yeah. 90... Fucking percent. It's a 90% from the critics... And it has 80% from an audience score. So... I was fascinated by that. You know, after we finished the commentary, I was looking at mm-hmm. reviews. And that, to me, is the most insane fucking shit. I felt like I was in a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. And now, now I'm living in a fucking world where people are appreciating this fucking horse shit. And, mm-hmm. and let me just read out some of these reviews. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, a few uh, like a synopsis of, of some of these critics. From New York Magazine, Vulture. This is from... It uh, looks like from... Like this, this decade previous decade. So it's recent. The best thing in this wild assemblage of collage and cartoon and fairy tale is that the girls, when they're eating, scream with glee as they cut out bodies, body parts, spin around the frame. It's cannibalism as the ultimate kiddie ride. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck does that even mean?
0: It doesn't mean anything. It's nonsense. It's applying... It's applying... You... It's the ultimate in thinking that you should think something is good.
1: Here's another one from New York Post. Movies as original as this one don't come along very often, so grab it while you can. Okay. Well, you can watch
0: it anytime you want.
1: (laughs) And here's another one. Here's another one from Uh Seattle Times. For connoisseurs of the bizarre, House's revival is long overdue. I mean, this just looks all positivity. Is all critical acclaim from fucking um, like respected, well, so-called respected fucking uh, news outlets. These critics are um, dispensing so much praise on this movie, and I don't understand. I really don't. uh, So, if you can help me, the acting is terrible.
0: Okay, we can just go into the, the the acting is absolutely horrid. The acting is the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's not even because, like you said, there's no, the reactions that people have in this movie don't make any sense. And in addition to that, like the the opening scene where they're, they're like, oh, take my picture, take my picture. And they're like, they go out and they're like, oh, how wonderful. I'm going to go outside and enjoy the summertime. It's They're taking themselves seriously. It's not... It's not good acting at all. The teacher, that gym teacher that walks down the hall, like the way she's dressed and how she's interacting with the students is not believable. How they sit outside and blow bubbles with each other and talk about things is like... It it would be acceptable in a cartoon like a sunday morning cartoon about kids who's the nerdy kid the fat kid the stupid kid the smart kid kind of thing but that's not really what the the live action and they the terrible acting it's just it's that is just something like to say it's a masterpiece you would have to have at least you have to have acting that's good well but no, it's not I, I, at all it's
1: not just that it's like when well, you're talking about one facet of a movie I'm talking about everything I'm talking about like a lot of the mm-hmm. uh like the story the story um you know the script a random assortment of backdrops you know these uh backgrounds uh visually some of them i I'll say this about the positives some of the visuals were pretty good for the time i think I think mm-hmm. they were uh, very original and uh they made yeah, they got my got my attention, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that I'm reading all these fucking pos like these reviews of these movie critics who who feel like this is like the fucking second coming.
0: This yeah, is like not. a
1: movie which we've just got to appreciate. You've got to put around uh, put aside the flaws and just appreciate what the their their vision, like a like a visionary look at this uh, genre. Which I Which I have to appreciate, and I, and I think, no, fuck you. I think it's just a terrible movie. There are no redeeming qualities of this movie. I think this movie fucking sucks, and uh, on multiple dimensions, there there is I do not see I was hoping during this you know this this podcast that we're we're releasing, I'm hoping that you're going to help me see something that I'm missing here.
0: Uh, I'm not going to help you do that because basically (laughs) what what I'm going... I'm sorry. (laughs) Because uh, what, what I'm breaking down here is basically acting is terrible. The plot development is silly. The plot development of this story runs through a cat. A cat that just magically shows up at a neighborhood, then is on top of a roof, Then is inside a train car. Then is inside this house. And then is a painting. All over the walls. And has sparkly eyes at times. And this is the thing. That connects all of these. All of these scenes together. Is this magical cat. It's like. the, The clunkiest plot device. I've ever seen. It's not. It's not interesting. It's just stupid. And the reason why I say it's stupid is because each time you see the cat in a different scene, you laugh. You just go, well, why? Why is it doing that? And why, why does the movie even need the cat? Why does the plot need this cat? Because this is the thing that's connecting it all together. So I would say the plot didn't, development, didn't the director's
1: 11-year-old daughter provide a lot of the inspiration for the director? yes. So, a lot of his so, insights were gathered from an eleven year old girl that's right into into making this movie
0: i I think that on the acting level it's terrible on plot development it's terrible the 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 progression the dramatic structures like how people i don't know transitions from one thing to the next it just doesn't it doesn't really it, it doesn't really grab you the only thing And you've mentioned this before. The only thing that makes the movie interesting is the visual, the visual sensations that he's creating. And I I think that that's one of the most interesting aspects is using these backdrops and using uh, different special effects to create certain images. And so and creating these visual vignettes of things. There's, pe- there's people that show up in the movie who are, that are like pop culture icons in movies in Japan, like Torasan. He just shows up in the movie for three seconds. Why? It doesn't even, there, he doesn't serve the plot for anything. He's just there. So then if he serves nothing other than to say, oh, there's Tora-san, then yeah, that's that doesn't really help us understand anything more about the plot. Or like the actor at the end, the uh, teacher who's the really cool guy, he turns into a pile of bananas in his car. Why?
1: Right. Yeah. Mm.
0: Why? So what? He he became a pile of bananas. Okay. So. How am I supposed to feel about that? Oh, that's something so original, new, and nuanced. No, it's not nuanced because it's not connected to anything. It's just the most random thing that someone could have thought of. Okay, he makes connection with that watermelon guy, and then he turns into a pile of bananas. Okay, fine. So when I'm thinking about this movie, all I can think about are the visual aspects that make it uh, <clears throat> uh, kind of a calling card for his other movies like he, it's something like he goes from this movie which is, it, this is not his first movie uh, he's made, he's goes his uh, filmography goes back to the 60s uh, but from th- this is kind of like the baseline this is the movie that made him famous because Toho gave him all this I money. thought it
1: was his first movie I thought he just uh, made commercials before
0: He he made uh, a few movies in the 1960s. Uh, Okay, yeah, one is called Compassion, and it's called Complexity or something like that. And um, they're they're (coughs) I'm pretty sure they're more than an hour long. I could double check on that. But so when he's um, when he when he gets all of his ideas together, he puts it all together. It's kind of like his Bible of special effects and so mm. then when you watch his other movies you can say oh, okay i see what he was he was practicing that special effect in house and he put it into this movie and so now it it kind of creates an effect that is interesting for this specific movie um
1: i'm just checking so now and no he did a lot of shorts th- from 1916 so they were these were short movies and mm. confession was movie length uh-huh. And the, I'm just reading the description now. It says, "colorfully edited vin- vignettes of young characters having fun in the town of Onomichi."
0: Yeah, so that's a calling card for him. Onomichi is his hometown, and he sometimes when he films Onomichi, it's incredible. It, now I, I've just been we've just been shitting all over House, which is considered to be some sort of masterpiece which we both agree that it's not. But he does, he has done movies where you look at it and you go, wow, that was amazing. Uh, there's one movie that I watched called, I don't know the English titles. The, this one is called Sabi Shimbol," which I guess means the lonely sad one. And uh, it's about high school. Most of his uh, movies are about high school aged people. So it's about this boy who's you know lo- in love with somebody, and is that a lonely heart? It could be that. It could be that. Uh, so he, the boy, then has some weird fantasy, uh, like uh, strange woman who wears white makeup, pop up like a little clown around him and's clowning with him. The first half of the movie is kind of uh, very sophomoric in a ways. So there's lots of fart. Not fart jokes, but um, play on words that are sexual. There's some nudity in it and like kind of really silly, stupid hijinks. But then the tone completely changes in the movie about halfway through. And you're like, what? the? This is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen in my life. Like he actually turned the narrative into a love story that's really nice to watch and really visually, actually visually stunning. And so... He he does these movies like that where he he'll use all these goofy special effects uh, that are just kind of like gags. And then he but then he is a master craftsman at some points like this. I guess what is called Lonely Hearts. It's like, holy shit. I I was and maybe it's because I've seen so much crap, I uh, I, I felt like mesmerized by it because of the way he filmed it and the way he brought the, the plot structure along or the the characters along there's real acting going on. And there is real plot development and you felt for the characters. It was something that was really, really compelling to me. Um, He also did that to a certain degree with another movie that is called Toki Kakeru Shoujo. And I think the, the English title has something to do with the girl who could travel through time or something like the girl who conquers time. Oh, the
1: little girl who conquered time.
0: Yeah. So that movie is a really famous movie for Japanese people. And it's a, a really, the, the plot is a little bit clunky.
1: That was before Lonely Heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was 83. And then Lonely yeah, Heart yeah. must have been 85. So he does these movies. And then um, I thought the most mature of his movies that I've seen so far is his motorcycle, Her Island, uh, which I think was 86. And right. that, yeah, that movie just kind of plays with color and, and tint and like uh, like going from black and white to color. And then parts of the shots are in color and other parts are in black and white. And it's a really interesting way of handling color and light and memory and all this kind of stuff, and it's just some of the the uh, dialogue is horrid, terrible. But most of the acting is pretty good, and it's it's compelling. It's compelling enough to watch. I don't know if I would say just watch it and enjoy it, but I I, I would say having watched all of his movies, I would say that it is ten times better than House. I would say Sabi Shimbo, The Lonely Heart, is 100 times better than House. And uh, the, the Girl Who Conquered Time is about 50 times better than House. So he has made movies that are way better, much more sophisticated, better acting, better plot lines, better use of special effects. So I keep going back to House as his incubator of special effects. That's what it basically boils down to for me.
1: It doesn't take away from the fact that I hated this movie. You, you're mentioning movies that he made later, but I, I still i am treating this as a huge waste of my time watching this movie. Mm-hmm. No, what I'm not trying about? to is persuade is, is you is to is like, like ups. Ah, okay. So, So you're talking yeah. about the director who has come a long way since he released this movie, and I still don't know how I can change my opinion about this movie that Mm -hmm. i don't yeah i don't know i don't know i i guess credit where credit's due as long as he improved
0: yeah i mean here's the thing i don't think i i really what i don't want to convince you to like the movie because i don't really like the movie that much i i find it interesting and i'll probably see the thing about i don't know why i have this this I don't know there's something about me I I get hooked into something and then I want to watch it again and again and again so I I watched I've watched it twice I'll probably later in the week watch it again and keep keep seeing it and look at different things that he's doing uh, with the movie but it still doesn't change my overall opinion I agree with you that it's not a good movie but somehow I keep wanting to watch it well, um, I
1: can't discredit many of the reviewers who uh, got something out of this movie, where they're actually recommending mm-hmm. their readership watch this fucking cancer, <laughs> this yeah. fucking grossest tumor of a fucking movie. Uh, right. I, I, I'm just trying to wreck my brain about like, how. I mean, let's get let's, well. Let's go on a, 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 a from, uh treat it from a vantage point. Of a meta level, you mm-hmm. know, we talk about good movies, good right. versus bad movies, right? And I, I really feel, felt like I was losing my fucking mind reading these reviews because I, you no, know, I've watched enough movies, and I know it's a subjective experience. We keep coming back, or at least I do. I keep coming back to the fact that it's a subjective movie. I have a friend who loves Steven Seagal movies. Mm-hmm. He fucking loves them. He loves all these B grade action movies. Right. He loves, he just loves it. He can't get enough of it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to discredit his feelings towards these movies. Right. Um, because they're simple, easy to follow. You've got some action scenes, and the guy wins. The hero mm-hmm. wins in the end. Right. And there's something to be said about that. And I, I, I can't invalidate your feelings towards a movie. Mm-hmm. But where I can invalidate your feelings is when I watch a shit fucking movie like this, like House, and I'm wondering, what the fuck do you see in this? You see some visuals... You see, uh, you know some visuals that are unique for the time, mind you, for the fucking time of 1977, was it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I still think, well, there is nothing for me to hang my hat on because the, the characters, the story, the plot, the non-existent plot, non-existent acting, it's all. It's all uh, hold, like held on to by like some threadbare scaffolding, which I can't. I really just can't get behind. I mm-hmm. fucking hate this movie. Mm-hmm. I really hate it because of the fact that maybe uh, I'm, I'm talking about a personal, uh, from the personal point of view. I don't. I really don't get it, and maybe I've just got to be uh, have acceptance, have it, have have more like uh, uh, be be try try to just let it go. My my hatred for this movie, mm-hmm. just you know, people are going to like it and I should just let it go. Right. But the fact that we're talking about it tonight, Mm -hmm. I, I want to, you know, get on my soapbox and just tell people to actively avoid this fucking movie. Mm
0: Hmm. You know, what's weird about the movie is that I think there's, when we talk about movies that are so bad, they're good. We're, we're talking about directors who they set out with a vision and the vision doesn't quite reach what they, what Their lofty expectations are with this movie i think obayashi achieved everything he wanted to do that's what's weird about the movie is that i think he he makes so many choices within a scene like there's scenes where like they're in that crazy house and things are flying through the air there's a there's one scene where the a, a basket pops up in the air and then it it's all stop motion animation, right? It pops up in the oh. air and lands on a girl's head. And then the girl makes an, Oh my face. Like how long did it take to do that? Like, and why it, it, it doesn't really, it just disrupts the whole motion of everything. It doesn't really make any sense. And but he made a choice to have the basket fall on her head, and then she falls down. He made a choice for the girl playing pianos when, p- playing piano when her fingers get cut off, then they're poking on the piano keys. He made a choice for the girl to pull out a watermelon, and it's the head of another girl. He makes all these choices, and he executes them the way I think he wanted to.
1: Well, the piano is, uh, at least from what I remember reading, was his 11-year-old's input. Mm-hmm. That was it. The piano that was his inspiration was this 11-year-old. So he did it. Right. Does that mean that he, you know, that's good? Does it mean that's a great scene? Does it mean that we should be fucking jumping for joy seeing this on the portrayed on celluloid? No. No. It's just the same as if I would want to sit down with an 11-year-old and have a fucking conversation about whatever, (laughs) like uh, talking about philosophy with an 11-year-old. Like, no, no, I don't. I just think it's such a fucking waste of time. It's just so fucking terrible. If I'm I'm watching a movie that's based upon an 11-year-old, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I must be losing my mind when I see these reviews. And we're even dedicating... That's the worst thing. We're dedicating a whole fucking hour mm-hmm. <laughs> to this fucking <rocket> movie. Right. is <laughs> uh, so I, fucking I, ridiculous.
0: The, I, I want to... I want to talk about this for an hour because I think it's... Because there's so many... There's so much positive feedback on it. And I don't know if anyone... Is talking about it the way we're talking about it? Everyone's just adding on to this pile of positivity. And I I wonder if it's just... If it's just people who don't really know... They they think that they they think they should like it, so they like it. People say it's good, so and it it, but it doesn't. They can't understand it, so they say, "Oh well, because I can't understand it, it must be good." I I think that's what you know. A lot of people go about when they look at you call it art. If you call something art, and it's very esoteric, I'm not saying this movie's esoteric, but if something is esoteric, then you're supposed to. You know, just breathe it in and just accept it and then enjoy it for what it is. But um, so I think that's what a lot of people are doing with this movie. They're sitting and watching something thinking that it's good because they don't understand it. And it seems to be handled with some sort of technical expertise.
1: Let me ask you something. So we started out by I started out by saying why we watched it. It was on a Reddit thread. Mm-hmm. About good, bad movies, right. you know, bad movies that are, that are fucking, that are great to watch. How do you define, Right. how do you define a, a good, bad movie?
0: Well, I just, I kind of defined it just a little bit earlier. It's when a director has a vision and the execution is so bad. Not, none of the execution is good enough to reach his lofty heights. And he's kind of... Uh, he or she is disillusioned by his own ability to do something. He can't reach that lofty height because he's not good enough as a director to do it. And so, for example, if you take, for example, The, r- the Room, where the, the director of The Room had this incredibly lofty expectation in acting and, and climax, and none a, no aspect of this could could ever achieve what he really wanted out of the movie. And so, it it makes it funny to watch. But with this movie, the reason why it's not a a, a such a, a a bad movie, it's so bad, it's good, is because all of Obayashi's choices were executed in the way he wanted. Everything was done exactly the way he wanted to get done. So there's nothing really to look at to say. Oh, okay, uh, th- that was a flub or that was a mistake. It's all choices that were intentional. So I think that's what I would say.
1: And unin- unintentional, so I guess that's where I'm coming from. I wanted to have like unintentional humor where mm-hmm. they're sincere but they're not quite reaching these heights, these heady heights. And right. that's where the humor comes in. Right. they're they're being so pure in their ambition and it sounds actually really fucking bad to think about it like laughing yeah, at someone yeah. spending fucking months uh on a project and not working the way they want but to me that's what encapsulates a uh a, a so bad movie like a terrible movie that it's so good to watch just because uh yeah. it's 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 funny it makes me laugh right it, that's a, that's the whole point of this genre of so bad it's good, is that you can right. laugh. I mean, you and I we watched Excalibur, right? And Excalibur is, I think, one of the cl- so called classics from the eighties. And we right. watched it and we couldn't stop laughing at many right. of the scenes in this this movie, which wasn't B grade. This was a movie which won the hearts and minds of uh, the audience back in the time when it was released. And we just couldn't stop laughing at many of the scenes in it.
0: Man, that um, was, yeah, that, th- I mean, there were so many things to laugh at in that movie. Right. Know? And that's what just I was hoping trying, to get yeah, out of this movie, so and I never got it. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't We didn't get it. Didn't even come close. We did, I mean, we were trying, you know what it was? It was, I w- we were, I think, maybe, uh, maybe I can't speak for you, but I was trying to find things to uh, laugh at. But there were so many weird choices just down to like when they go, the girls go outside and they sit down and they're blowing bubbles and the teacher shows up in some like 1950s hot rod buggy thing. And it's he's the soundtrack is some 1950s soundtrack. This is some sort of American graffiti homage of some sort. And they, it was, you can't, couldn't make fun of it. It was just dumb. And then but it was it was all these choices. It was like he was doing all these things on purpose, but somehow I don't understand why it didn't match the tone of the movie overall. And so you are looking at it and you're like that's just not good. I don't understand why that's happening or you the, I mean some of the acting was kind of funny like the one the beginning scenes where the the they're on the balcony of this house. That's who who the hell knows where it's supposed to be. And this Near new the is entering and she's always smiling. And mm. I, I think the one time like uh, I predicted that she would or towards the end, okay, now I'm jumping around. I'll just stay on the balcony. And she's smiling and there's always wind in her body. Wind, <laughs> wind is always blowing. Yeah. The wind is always like, no, nothing else is moving in the shot. It's It's just wind on her. And I I think that was like, that could be so bad it's good. But it's a choice. It was like a specific because so many different aspects of that scene. You would have to be like, why? Why is the background red? Why are you shooting from inside to outside through these glass paned windows, doors, why is this woman walking in? Why are they shaking hands? Why?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, why they're shaking hands. at the not understand. Was well, that supposed what? to signify that she's from <laughs> overseas and so she's not Japanese? So yes. there's like a romantic quality yes. to her, or yeah, exotic. Some... Maybe she's exotic. She's and exotic. she shakes hands.
0: And the father is the creepiest person you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like he would he does not pull off father at all. He looks like some greasy like uh, 1970s used use car salesman yeah used car salesman like get out of my way it's like and how do you and then there's like this scene where it's like you don't have to fix my clothes anymore and then like there's a flashback to the girl like trying to fix clothes on his it's like why would you ask your daughter to sew clothes when you're obviously traveling overseas to meet random women <laughs> like you have the money <laughs> to just go out and buy more clothes. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on in this scene? There's so, there's so much. And then like, remember at the end, remember I was watching the movie with you and I said, I wonder how she's going to get to the house. She's going to fucking float to the fucking house. And lo and behold, the motherfucker <laughs> floats <laughs> to the house. Why? <laughs> how does she She's drifting on
1: the wind that we she saw earlier in the, in the movie.
0: That remind me of Excalibur, like the, the smoke. Ooh, getting in the smoke. Like Merlin, <laughs> he's in the smoke. Spoiler. Spoiler, <laughs> to yeah, Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't reveal too many of the amazing moments of Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. let them find it on their own. <laughs>
0: right. But, like, th- there's, there's those types of scenes where you're like, she, I get, I, I don't understand. And like I- inside them, inside the house, when the girl, the one girl, sees the older woman eating an eye in her mouth, and then she shows the eye, and then she looks over, and then she's surprised. But that's not a real reaction. It's like what, what, what you would, how you're not, you're not gonna leave, like. Wh- I'm I'm done. Like, I couldn't, like, you, there's no reaction that you could make to, you know, I don't know. Now I'm flustered.
1: You wanted to cover it, this. You wanted to spend an episode where we talk about this shitty movie. Yeah. And uh, I was hoping that you, the reason you were, you wanted to do this was mm-hmm. to convince me that there were some positives to take out of this mm-hmm. movie. And I, I, I've yet to hear anything. <laughs> no. I don't have anything for you. <laughs> but you don't you're not
0: recommending it to anyone. I'm not recommending it to anyone. What I'm saying is that this movie if you are okay, look. If you are a film student and you have a large supply of marijuana, oh, Alice you have, you have nothing, yeah, and you have nothing else to do. I recommend turning on this movie and watching it. And then maybe you can use some of the visual ideas in the movie to inspire you to make something of your own. That's what yeah, I I was say.
1: about to say that I was in a quandary because even though we're talking about this movie and I wish no one watched it, but mm-hmm. in order to actually appreciate this fucking episode, you have mm-hmm. to watch it. <laughs> you really have to watch it. So it's kind of uh, paradoxical. I was like, well, you know, this is terrible. Stay away from it. But in order <laughs> to appreciate this podcast, yeah, please watch it. Just to see how fucking terrible it is. But, uh, or, like you said, if you are a film student, if you are, uh, who knows? Maybe you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I have no idea. It's subjective. You I mean, may find shit. And if you do, please send us a fucking email. You have an email explain. address there. Please let us know what I am missing. Yeah. Please.
0: And be as condescending as possible.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, I want them to be sincere If you yeah. see something that I'm missing And I want to be educated I really do If you are a film student And you think that we are fucking idiots mm-hmm. For for being so singular minded in, in our hatred for this movie Then please tell us why Because I'm failing to to see what No, I, I really don't I, I want to be educated I want to know if... If I'm missing something, I guess I'm missing the LSD or the marijuana. Yeah. I don't know. I'm missing some yeah. drug which will yeah. help me to fully appreciate this movie. But we're living in Japan and we don't have so much access to marijuana or LSD. We don't have yeah. so you know, readily, we don't have access yeah. to it. Yeah. If I watch it maybe in some parts of America where it's legal now or in, in the Netherlands, in Holland, maybe, when I've got access to these mind altering drugs, then yes, I may leave a perfect score for this movie.
0: I'm just making a list right now of movies that we've reviewed on this podcast. I thought you were
1: going to make a list of, like, drugs we have to take. And
0: <laughs> <I can> just, <laughs> 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 just to give people an idea of, of um, the movies that we have looked at and we have liked and we didn't like. So, you know, so many. I mean, this is probably our 10th movie. And this has been a very different way of re- talking about a movie. Usually you have a little bit more structure. But um, it, because this movie that we watched had no structure, like, why should we have any structure when we talk about it? But, okay, so we watched Silence, Rashomon, The Wind Rises, Ikiru, The Hidden Fortress, *Kamome Shokudo, One Cut of the Dead, and then this house movie. And I, I'm sure I'm probably missing one movie or two, but of those movies, I mean, we both liked Silence. Rashomon, how did you feel about Rashomon?
1: Uh, I if I recall correctly, I thought it was okay. Nothing mm. particular, home nothing to write home about. You know, yeah. Write home about.
0: Mm, yeah. The Wind Rises. I loved it. Yeah. Ikiru. Yeah, it was great. The Hidden Fortress.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, I don't recall, but it wasn't...
0: Uh, not memorable. Yeah, it was fine. Kamome Diner. Hated it. One Cut of the Dead.
1: It was great. A masterpiece.
0: So we have a whole list of movies that we've watched, and some movies... George hated it and some he loved. And there's movies that I like that he didn't like. For example, I liked Kamome Diner, but he didn't like it at all. And so we both liked One Cut of the Dead. So there's all kinds of, like we're talking about this subjective nature of movie viewing. And we both agree that House is supposed to be a masterpiece, but we don't think so. However, if you look at the list of movies, Silence, uh, I think we both overwhelmingly loved. Rashomon, I was kind of in the middle about it, too. I'd seen it before, and uh, maybe, you know, Wind Rises was great. Ikiru was great. That's supposed to be a classic. So, you know, sometimes we don't even like the classics. Maybe that's our problem, you know. Just Just because somebody says it's a classic doesn't mean you have to think that it's incredible.
1: I think I made this argument before. I, mm-hmm. I I think that if a movie is released in a certain at a certain time, a part of me thinks, "Wow, that's pretty good for the effects at the time." So I'm not really fully invested. But the mm-hmm. best classic movies are when it doesn't matter. You're just I'm fully absorbed in the, in right. the story, the acting, the music, and I'm actually I actually feel something that to me well to me that's what makes a great movie when I actually fucking feel something it doesn't matter if it's a sci-fi or romantic comedy a drama or even a shitty movie if I feel something that Mm -hmm. to me is a great movie action even if if it's a B grade fucking movie but if it makes me feel something and I can appreciate the story the direction I'm gonna I'll, I'll shout from the rooftops I mean you gotta watch this movie this is great this is shitty but it's great you know, I, I'm. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to feel. I don't want to give the impression that we've got our heads up our own asses. We're some pretentious fucking pricks, <laughs> <laughs> like we're movie connoisseurs. Right. You know, we're not movie connoisseurs, right. but we have seen a shitload of movies and we know what mm-hmm. we like.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, the, here's another example. I just f- I forgot about Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, and Godzilla. We watched the original Godzilla. What did you think of the original Godzilla? Oh shit, shit. What about Shin Godzilla?
1: That was good.
0: Yeah. So there we go. So we, are you know, most most reviewers often will say that this uh the the classic is the reason why uh you know is one of the greatest one of the greatest movies of all time. Even, you know, uh movie directors will cite it as one of their favorite movies. But you know, that that's how we're, but that's not how we feel about the movies. Well, I kind of liked Godzilla more than you, but still. Uh, the point being that, you know, it's subjective and we aren't movie connoisseurs. We're not experts, but we're going to give us, try to give you some sort of honest opinion that's not based on some other movie review that we've heard or, or that we should like something because other people said it was good.
1: Yeah, the... I I mean, I listen to a lot of movie review podcasts and I love listening to them because I, I start to uh, acquire a, you know, one-sided relationship. You know, you mm-hmm. start to, you know, when you listen or, or see someone well, with podcasts to me, I start to build this uh, relationship with someone who I start to trust. I start to trust this person right. for their movie reviews. And then, and then right. sometimes I listen to two or three people On the same podcast And I'm like oh, okay I'm going to listen to this guy Because he, he shares the same opinion as me about a movie Even if it's a movie that I'm um, You know I, right. I haven't watched yet I watch the movie then I listen to it And that's when I get a lot of my uh, entertainment from I want to make sure that Okay is he still on board with what right. I like Okay great Okay so then I can trust right, him more right, in the right. future And if he doesn't like uh, If he hates a movie that I like Then that helps me investigate what I actually like or not. Um it's mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I listen to a lot of these uh movie review podcasts. I, I, I really start to acquire a better understanding of movies. Um and uh I hope that listeners also get that same feeling where you and I don't agree on the same movie. But uh but we're mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the more movies we talk about, we can start to curate like a, like movies that you will like. Um for me, right. I hate spoilers. I really fucking hate them. So mm-hmm. I hope that uh know, if you see a movie come up in your podcast feed, that um, you know you'll, if you already trust me up to this point, that you will uh, watch the movie first and then listen to us, if you hate spoilers, right? And then again, again it's start, you start to, to double say. down. You start to double down on our opinion. I mean, start to trust us about who you know, what we what we like and dislike, and yeah, I I think. Uh, That we all again, it's 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 very you know it's all very personalized. I don't think you can ever find one person on the planet who loves the exact same movies that you like. I don't think that's possible. But I think you got reviewers who get pretty you know the ones that you like they get pretty damn close.
0: I agree. I think uh, that's that's all you can really hope for in what people talk about.
1: Yeah, and also you want some unique insight into a movie, right? Yeah. You know, something that you maybe you missed. Yeah, if, you, think... if you if you're listening to a podcast and you listen and you right. someone says something about like a character or uh something that you missed maybe while watching it and then they bring something up and then you think, oh fuck, I missed that. Actually that's a good point. You know what? I've changed right. my mind. It's not right. a bad movie at all. Like it wasn't as terrible as I thought. But with house, I don't think I've seen any fucking <laughs> comment which it makes me like changes my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Even talking to you, I was hoping yeah. that talking to you would have helped me to maybe appreciate something that I miss. But no, you've basically reinforced everything I hate about this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. The the thing that it inspired me to to watch it again, and then to Can't believe look more you did into, that. And, <laughs> and then look more into into other movies that he's done.
1: Well, that's uh, that's one point. But then you you just took. You invited your your wife into into this uh, yes this experience. So yeah, what a terrible husband, I'm a terrible person, <laughs> I human hate this movie. Being. And I want you to experience how much hatred I have for this movie.
0: <laughs> I wanted I I wanted the Japanese perspective. Come on, man. Mm. Um, but um, and I'm going to continue to watch more of his movies. Oh, good, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch because they're there. I'm gonna watch him. It's the same thing, like when we watch Rashomon, and then I was kind of feeling missing something, and then uh, you you said like, "Oh, I'm not gonna think about this," and I was like, I, "I want to, I want to read the short stories." <laughs> and you're like, "Why?" It's because I want to know what's going on. I want to, I want to understand something a little bit more. But um, no, that's commendable.
1: I mean, I, 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 think that that's great that you're going to watch uh, a lot of this guy's uh, oeuvre. Um and I'm not gonna take anything away from I'm not gonna take anything away from this guy this director. He made a shitty movie and mm-hmm. that's no reason mm-hmm. that you should discount any of his other movies. I do not want to give that impression. Right. I, I just I'm talking about this one mm-hmm. movie. Every other movie after that, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, they could be amazing. They could be works of art. Right. It could be fucking right like a uh, Scorsese-level movie-making. But uh, I don't care. (laughs) I just watched one movie from a director, which I hated. And uh, the fact Mm -hmm. that you want to go through uh, all his other catalogue, his filmography, then good for you.
0: Good for me, man. Uh, so I'm going to watch yeah, other five, stuff, high f- too. High five. But, uh, go on, high five. High, 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 high five. High five. High <laughs> five <laughs> by, <laughs> by myself.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Go Now you can see my hand. Oh, okay. There high
0: five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good for you. No, um, but... Uh, yeah i think that it's inter- i think i'm also interested in the idea that like i, I think because my wife oh, w- once i said the name obayashi she said oh yeah yeah obayashi Nobuhiko. i know who that is i was like that that intrigued me because then right. that means that he's part of the, the the world of cinema in japan and i think i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast maybe before you know kamome diner which is a movie that we watched uh starring satomi kobayashi She's in one of his movies. What part does she play? She plays the friend uh the the daughter of a friend in uh Sashimbo, The Lonely Heart. And so she's a an elementary school. No, 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 I mean Kamome
1: Kamome Diner.
0: Oh, Kamome Diner, she plays the restaurant owner.
1: Oh, the main character, the protagonist.
0: Yeah, the main character, yeah. Okay. And then I noticed some other actors that I've seen before in later movies that I can't remember their their names, but it, it seems like you know it, it could be that he he really nurtured careers all over the place, and he was able to give actors and actresses roles that they normally wouldn't get, uh, meaning that they were kind of offbeat and strange and goofy. So it wasn't playing the same the same character over and over again, um, and so I, I think he he may play a, a rather important role in the history of Japanese cinema overall because of the the many connections that he's made. And if you if you really watch start watching all these movies, and you know, I, I think that he has that, and you know. Uh, talking about house again, just just the uh, final thoughts. I, I think a lot of the the, the set pieces were kind of r- references to older movies like The Wizard of Oz and things like that. And I watched an interview that um, he had, and he said, "Oh, I'm going to sing a, a theme song, the most famous theme song in the in the world." And he proceeded to yodel the The uh, Tarzan theme song, you know, like that um, that yodeling thing that Tarzan does. And uh, I thought that was an interesting way of referencing the fact that he he loves like these old movies and one of his other movies, um, The Girl Who Controlled Time. The girl is sleeping on her bed, and above her bed is a, a poster of The Wizard of Oz. So I was like, oh, "Okay, that kind of confirms my thoughts on what he's drawing, what he draws in, uh, inspiration from." But um, yeah, that's you know, that's neither here nor there really when you're talking about whether or not House is a good movie or not.
1: There are cinephiles who maybe listening, who uh, or maybe stopped listening a long time ago. Yeah. Who who think that we've we have no fucking idea, we have yeah. no idea what the fuck we're talking about, right. and that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. If you if you if you uh, look at movies very differently to us, that's great. Um, I've got nothing against you, your opinion. Many of these reviewers who reviewed this movie and gave it a positive score, yeah, I don't know. The fact that it's got 90, 90 fucking percent of Rotten Tomatoes just blows my fucking mind. Honestly, I have no fucking idea why, like, again, I'm not, like, a a film student, I don't make movies, but I think uh, many of these reviews are from people who are uh, seasoned veterans in watching a shitload of movies. Uh, Maybe there is another agenda that I'm not so uh, Um. familiar with, but. I think that they appreciated this movie for reasons that I didn't, mm. and I don't know what else to say about that. I think uh, you can enjoy this movie. Uh, I think closing closing thoughts. If you've listened up uh, for this much time, and you haven't seen this movie, mm. uh, I think I think great. Don't bother watching it. Right. Uh, but if you're curious and you've got time to spare, check it out because. I think, like you like with you watching all these other movies from the same mm-hmm. director, you can mm-hmm. see where he came from, and you may be curious about that. you may right. be cu- curious about what is his earlier movies and then where he takes it from here, mm. this long journey in movie making i'm just treating this as an, right. as a movie, one movie that I watched, and I think it's the worst movies i've seen one of the worst movies i've seen in a very long time.
0: Well, I think we can leave it at that.
1: All right, until uh, next time, until we do another, hopefully another commentary where we have something to say, (laughs) where we actually provide commentary
0: (laughs) on a movie that we both enjoy. But it's all all (laughs) luck of the draw, isn't it? We'll never know.